and welcome to a rather upbeat Gallant View podcast tonight. Just about a couple of minutes before the the 90 minutes were up this afternoon, I was starting to dig out my Black Ranger shirt to wear it tonight, but thankfully I don't need it. I've got three great guests on tonight. I'll give you the age age before beauty, as I always say, Dave. Davey Pollock, how are you? Smashing, Dave. I'm a... Uh, I was... My heart was uh, lifted, you know, with our, uh, our performance, you know, in the last uh, 10 minutes of the game. But, you know, I think we uh, knocked on the door all day. It just looked like it wasn't going to be our day, having missed the penalty in the first half and all that. But as uh, as Claymont said, you know, at the end, we never give up. We we fight till the end. You know, as, as, as our song says and as our war cry says, no surrender. So that worked for us today. It was good to hear that from the manager. That's what it is. We'll need to get Mr. Clement to, to get into that, Dave. It's not, we, we don't give up, it's no surrender. That's the way, that's the way with the words. Um, Shona, how are you? Hi, David. Yes, I'm very well. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, not long back from the game, had to take my two nephews to the game today, so I had to pick them up and drop them off. But uh, look, guys, I think now the mentality shift is changing because under Beal, we would have never won that game. So, like uh, DVP says, no surrender. There you go, the, the famous words. Scott, how are you? I am absolutely fine, mate. Absolutely fine. Happy to be sitting here. That's enough. Couple of points uh, cut into the the gap. Starting to, it's, they've let, they're starting to leave the door ajar a wee bit. It's time to put a wee bit of pressure on them. And I think I think today was a was it felt different in terms of if we get that if we gotten that result under Bill, I mean the one nil at home in Motherwell, for example, it felt like that didn't feel as if we grinded out a result kind of thing. It felt as if we got off it. Um, I think today could be put a potentially massive moment in our season. Yeah, one one thing is crazy that the. If you see uh, the likes of Aberdeen, I, I saw a bit of their game yesterday, and they, they, they were absolutely terrible. And then you see them against us. You see them playing in Europe as well. They've been playing really good as well. And then there's, I sort of watched a part of the game today, and uh, they were absolutely terrible. So anyway, the, we went out. The team was Butland, Tavernier, Golson, Davies, Redvan, Lundstrom, Raskin, Lammers, Cantwell. Sima and Dessers. Dave, what did you think when you I think that was something expected that team, wasn't it? Uh, well, it probably was expected, but I was uh, hoping that uh, Dessers and Lammers would have been uh, on the bench and that we'd have uh, ventured with uh, something a bit more adventurous, uh, a bit more clinical. I don't know, but Dessers, I mean, it, we saw it again today. I mean, he, he survived the first half. There is no centre forward in there. We should just uh, put that one to. But don't tell anybody until we can get to the transfer window. But uh, I think it's it's possibly time to give up on Dessers. I just don't see it. And and Sam, I was going to I was going to going to say that Dave is that a, a bench at Ibrox or a bench in Amsterdam? <laughs> any bench, any bench is just <laughs> it, 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 uh, as long as he's not on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. Jonah, what was your uh, impression of the team? Were you, yeah, you certainly came, came, thought that team, I think, it was on uh, Friday night. 
Yeah, just thought that Yilmaz would come in for, um, obviously it was been Ben Davies, well, should I say Suter in the end, because uh, Ben Davies started at centre-back, but yeah, wasn't too surprised with the team. I think, um, to be honest, I've said this before, I don't think Danilo's 100% fit. I like the fact that Clement, um, even though a lot of fans will disagree with obviously the Campbell coming off after 70 minutes, but this manager, I'm telling you now, this manager would not play players if they're not 100% fit because we've just seen exactly what happened today with the likes of Raskin going off again now, do you know what I mean, with an injury. So um, these muscle injuries are obviously reoccurring too quick for our, for, our, um, for our team at the moment, the players that we've got. So I wasn't too surprised about the team, to be honest with you. I think it's basically what we've, what we've only got. That's really about it, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't too surprised with the likes of Lammers and, and Dester starting, even though they were both very, very poor. But I actually thought there was a, there was a guy that was on the pitch who was much worse than them, and that was Ridvan Yilmaz. I thought he had an absolute shocker today. I know that Dessers and Lammers didn't play well, but I thought Yilmaz was absolutely shocking. Uh, I don't know what you guys thought, but I thought he got caught underneath the ball far too many times. So I'm sure we'll go on to discuss that. But as far as I'm aware that the team news, wasn't too surprised about it. It was kind of the players that we pretty much had 100% fit on the pitch. Yeah. Scott, your impressions, uh, what was your What was your team? Were you quite happy when you when you saw the team? No, I definitely wasn't happy because Sam Lammers and Cyril Dessers were in the starting lineup. Absolutely. <laughs> but he's, but he's, he's not got an option just now. He's, he really doesn't get an option. I mean, if this is a, if this is a guy he's kind of style that he's sticking with in terms of fit players, then they're probably going to be starting again on Wednesday because I still don't think Daniel's 100% fit. I don't think he's up to where Clement's going to want it to be. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a similar team on on Wednesday night. Going back to Shona's point about Ridvan, I think I thought Ridvan had a decent game today. I thought the goal we conceded um, was just good striker play for Lawrence Shanklin. He pulled off a defender and went on to the left-back. Purely put it down to that. Um, so, I team never surprised me though. Dave, you're going on to Red Van. Too small for me. What about you? Well, he certainly was at the back post in about four minutes. Yeah, he was certainly too <laughs> small for that in, in that particular instance. To be honest, I, I don't think Red Van was, was, uh, was, was the worst on the pitch. I mean, there was a couple of moments in the, in the second half where, you know, he was uh, he was tested for pace and in both instances, you know, uh, did the job. So he eventually got to the got to the ball. He won, I think he got back to the keeper. I think the other one, he played it off the, the, the arts player for a throw-in. So, no, I think, uh, I think we've got bigger issues. I mean, Hearts offered very little in the second half in terms, not, not in the first half. So, defensively, it was, was, wasn't really our issues. I think they scored with... Uh, one of the very few attacks that they had. I mean, it was the first attack of the game. Uh, the boy, I mean, but it's clever play by Lauren Shankland. And the more I see Lauren Shankland and the more I see of Dessers, I just keep thinking, you know, why didn't we just sign Lauren Shankland? Because uh, I think we'd have had a much better centre-forward there, but because uh, I thought Lauren Shankland played quite well. And and you can see the from the, the Hearts goal when the, when the ball goes out wide, uh, Lauren Shankland's about five, maybe five, six yards outside our penalty box. And then as, as he enters the penalty box, not one of our central defenders uh, goes to, uh, to mark him. You know, you would have thought our central defenders would be seeking out the heart centre forward, you know, with balls coming into the box, but they didn't. And it was left to uh, Yilmaz. And uh, clearly he was uh, he was never going to, 
I mean, it was an excellent cross. It was right on his head. I don't think uh, Shankland had to jump because it was, uh, it was right on us on the on the money, and uh, it was a nice sloping header. I mean, I think someone mentioned. I think a bullet header. It certainly wasn't a bullet header. He just lobbed it over. Uh, Jack Jack Butland and uh, into the net, and here we are, one goal down. I says, "Hey ho, there's only four, four minutes gone. You will get plenty of time here." But uh, obviously, Hearts took a lift from that. They then resorted to the five-four-one formation, and it just became, you know, so like so many other home games at Ibrox, when we're just battering on the door. I thought we could have tried to get a bit wider, you know, from time to time, because I think we were going trying to go through the centre of them, which was. It was like bloody sucky Hall Street, you know, most of the time on the edge of their penalty box. And and really, you're looking for a break of the ball there, you know, because it's so congested. It never quite happened for us. We did get some shots away. Nothing that tested the keeper, though, and, and it became uh, quite frustrating. <clears throat> Eventually, we got a wee chink of light, you know, with the, the penalty at the end of the first half, which we never took advantage of, which was a shame. But that was a, a stonewall penalty, and uh, I thought... You know, one each at half time. I think we'll we'll see them off the premises. Uh, you know, in the second half, uh, but it never quite turned out that way. But it did turn out to be quite an exciting finish. But, and unfortunately, you know, I, I'm saying that when, because it's turned out in our favour. Because my my choice of words would be very different had we not managed it. So anyway, all's well that ends well, I guess. <laughs> That's what they say anyway. Showing Alan Hutton was uh, kept saying. That the goal at their goal, the cross should never be allowed. It, the, it should be cut off at source. I, I think Tavernier is, is getting a yard too slow these days. You know, I think so. Well, he got off out of a hole today, didn't he? He scored as a penalty and he got an assist. So, look, I think in with Tav, you're always going to have this is the problem with Tav. He's never ever going to be your best defender. He never has been our best defender. I've always said this when you're playing with wing backs like Tavernier and like Borna Barisic, if you look about look about all the clubs across Europe, even in the Premier League, where did all their goals come from? It comes from the left and the right hand side. And that's just the way now now, now that's just the way now football is played. You don't really see as many many shots from outside the box. What you do see is them going down the wings. But look, um the manager has come out and said, and also Danilo about about Tav. So look, I obviously think that Matav, I know everybody's going to have the debate about the captain, but once again, he was the guy that stood up and he was the guy that got us the penalty and the assist that obviously won us the game. So I think we can always talk about Tav and about how he's going to lose a yard apiece because he is getting older, same with Goldson, like a few others, like Borna Barisic. Um, but look, for me, Tavernier, look, I don't know what you want to say about the guy, but I think the guy did well today. I think he got he, he stood up, he managed to get us the goal and the assist, and that's all you can ask for from your captain because... If it wasn't him going to get it, who else was going to get it as far as today? Because apart from Danilo, I think everybody else was totally off it. I think we were lucky to get the three points today, but I think it could be a massive three points. Like Scott said, I think this could be huge. I think um, the likes of Ridvan, he was getting, honestly, his positional play is not good for me. I think he got caught underneath the ball far too many times. I think Hearts exploited that really, really well. They kept on going down his side. So, um, no, for me, for Tav, I think, like, you're, you know what you're going to get from Tav. But it's his goals and his assists and his contribution for being a captain, I think, overestimates as to what he does in defence. I think at the moment, that ball that was played in, I like you said, David, we should really, we should really be stopping that ball at source. But 
I don't know about you, but I thought Red, Red Fang caught underneath that ball far too easily as well at the same time. But, look, I think you guys see it from a different perspective because I was at the game and you guys see it on TV. So you guys probably know a lot more than what's going on because obviously I'm more looking at the Rangers players and the Hearts players. But, uh, you know, for me, I think uh, Tavernier, I'm, uh, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I think 100%. I think if we didn't have Tavernier on that pitch today, who's going to score as the penalty and who's going to get that assist? So, um, for me... Good on Tav. I thought in the first half, second half, he wasn't great, but he, come, he still still manages to to get us the three points, and that's all you can ask for. In these games, Scott, that, that are so tight, and when when they were playing against a packed defence, I mean, sometimes the Hearts players had had about eight and eight in a line. It wasn't it wasn't even a five four one. It was about eight eight two. I think uh, that the, the, they were playing. Then you get. One chance, Dessers, and he just mishits it. And I don't even think he kicked it. I think it came off his legs again. One of these that comes off him. Unfortunately, Shankland was on the. Shankland seemed to be everywhere. He was on the line to clear it. Now Dessers claimed the goal, but obviously it wasn't, it wasn't even near the goal line. I don't know. Well, it was near the goal line, but it wasn't over it. That's for sure. When 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 we get a chance, we really need a, a striker that can take it, Scott. Aye, definitely, definitely. Um, today just confirmed my what's the word I'm looking for? Confirmed my theory that Rangers need to go and need to go and sign Walsh. Fear you confirmed your fear. Rangers need to go and sign Walsh. Rangers need to go and sign Walsh, Shankland. I think we need to get rid of serial Dessers. Um, the only way Dessers could work is maybe as a two with somebody running after him, but. Going by, I don't think the manager plays that way. Um, maybe he will. We, we, we don't know what we're going to see in the future. Um, but for me, Shanklin's a must to go and get him in January and get him in a club. I mean, his goal, he didn't, didn't really even celebrate his goal. You can tell he wants, he wants to come and play for us. You can tell he's a Rangers supporter. Um, there's another guy doing south as well. I'm probably going to get slated in the comments for us, but Ollie McBurney is on a free contract at the end of the season. We all know what Ollie McBurney is. He's one of us. He's played, scored goals in the Premier League. He's paid a big money move. Fifteen million, I think, Sheffield United paid for him a few years ago. Um, now, see if you've got Daniel Shankland and Ollie McBurney is in your striking department. That immediately makes me feel better about us going to score goals to win a game. Because immediately they're just it's it's a it's an upgrade on on Dessers. Dessers wasn't get anything that I can see. I'm I'm struggling to find any positives with the guy at all. Um, I don't like his body language. I don't like the way he complains when. I mean, it, it was he's a he's a he's appealing for like silly things. It's just never ever going to happen for him. Um, he's a. He's just not. He's just not a Rangers Rangers standard. And Sam Lammers too. I thought Sam Lammers in the first kind of fifteen minutes tried to press Hearts for us, um, but the press looked a wee bit broken for me. They weren't all going together. Hearts just played run about, played run about, uh, run about as that made it a hell of a lot easier for Hearts to get to the flanks, get in behind Yelmaz. I think there's a there's a bit of a work needing done in terms of our press. Um, I'm just happy to get out with the three points to be honest. Has McBurney not been injured for most of this season? I, 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 I don't think he's played that many games this season, so he probably fits the bill that we're, we're, and we're going to be buying 
buying injured players. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know, Davey. I just, I just look at it in a sense of, not because he's just he's a Rangers fan and all that kind of stuff, but I just think he's a better option than what we've got, and he's he's going in a free contract. But what's what? There's there's no hair in it. Do you know what I mean? There's he knows what the club's about. He knows the demands it's going to get put on him. There's another boy at Middlesbrough, Paddy McNair. He's he plays for Northern Ireland. He's in a free contract at the end of the season and all. He's never had any desire to come and play for Rangers. Players like that 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 have got the quality to come in and succeed. Because let's be honest, I'm getting abs. I can I'm reading the comments just now. I'm getting absolute filters for suggesting McBurney. But at the same time, I would take him over several Dessers just now because he's going to offer me. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think there's an awful lot of people agreeing uh, with Shanklin, but I think we've got to agree today, Dave. It was really the Shanklin show today. He was, I think, man of the match. I think we've got to uh, agree to that one. Yeah, Dave, can I just come in on that? Because the the, the problem for uh, Cyril Dessers today was that Lauren Shanklin was always on the pitch. So the Rangers fans were getting a lovely view of what their, our centre forward could do and what Hart's centre-forward can do. And it was not only the goal. I mean, it was way more than that. It was the number of times that he held the ball up. He's taken it in tight uh, situations, and he's got the feet to get out of that and and and, and keep Hearts in the game and, and, and start things, you know, feeding midfield players. You know, so that ability, that strength, the, 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 just the tactical nous to, to, to actually get out of those situations, which uh, Cyril Dessers is simply incapable of. So I think that it was just that contrast that struck out, that, that, that leapt out for me was, you know, here's a centre-forward that will take the ball, you know, on the touchline. He was sometimes, uh, he was quite deep, Shankland. He's taking the ball back to goal and been able to pick out, you know, Hearts midfielders and, and keep the Hearts in possession of the ball moving forward. So that, that for me was the, that was the standout. I mean, we may not get Lauren Shankland, but we would certainly need someone who's capable of what Lauren Shankland is doing today to improve our team. Because Cyril Dessers, I don't think, managed it in, in any instance. And as yeah. Scott's saying, you know, he ends up complaining to the ref about <coughs> that big boy shoving me. I say, well, shove him fucking back. You know, so it's... Uh, uh-huh. that, that, for me, was the, was the standout. You know, he just... Uh, I think he's just taken to blaming some other people. And as you said, the chance that fell his way, which got uh, Lauren Shankland cleared off the line, he should have burst the net with it. Uh, and they are just few and far between those moments. So I just I just don't see there being a long term for Dessers at Ibrooks. Davey, can I quickly cut in? Do you know think do you know think with a with the physicality that Bill's brought in the summer? I mean there was a quote to have come out of it, it's like playing with the one day giants, the qualities went up. Dessers is a big boy and he's not using that body at all. Lammers, big guy. First time I've seen him use his physicality was when he nudged a, a player up a ball and settled it to assist Raskin's goal. Yeah. Against Hibs, do you know what I mean? I'm I'm not seeing they're not even using their frames, and it's one thing they have got is a big, powerful physical frame, but it's not it doesn't seem to be getting used. Yeah, he's too easily dispossessed, and then when it doesn't go his way, he's he'll blame the referee or he'll complain to the referee. It's uh, he just doesn't win his fair share. It's as simple as that. I don't think I've ever seen the like the, the likes of the way Shanklin come off the centre halves and and mm-hmm. he. Got uh, next to Yilmaz and then come off Yilmaz for about a, a, a yard and a half and then headed the ball into the net. I, I've not seen Dessers do anything like that, where, he, where he's, he's sort of a, tried to get room for himself. 
And yeah, as, as, as we said, in, in, in the box was absolutely. And I, I watched Lammers today, and I, I just sort of I tried to see how he was running and how he was. You know, you know when, it, when I see Lammers, when I, I think it's like a jigsaw, and you've got bits of the jigsaw missing, so you can't get the whole jigsaw together. And that's what I think about Lammers. What did you think about Todd Cantwell today, uh, Shona? I'll give you that one. Well, just going back on Shankland, I'm going to get absolutely slaughtered for this, but I'm not going to pay £3 million for Shankland. Absolutely not a chance. Not at the age of 30. I'm sorry, guys, but you can't even get into the Scotland squad. Hearts are sitting in seventh place. Nah, not for me. Um, I know guys are saying that he'll score his 20-plus goals a season, but nah, you're not going to get any money back from him, and I'm not paying over £3 million for a guy that's in his 30s. So, but like Scott said, I wouldn't mind taking Ollie McBurney on a free contract. I think... Um, what he gives you is a lot more. A lot more. Uh, as for Lammers, every time he got the ball, he was turning it back to goal. He was putting a pass into midfield. Every time that we were trying to go forward, he was breaking the ball down. It was horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Todd Catmill for me, pretty quiet. Had his moments within the game, but it was pretty quiet. Don't think he's 100% fit. I think that's why the manager took him off after 70 minutes. And it's funny that he took off the likes of Dessers and Cantwell. And then we go on to score two goals. I actually thought when they two went off, we actually played a lot better. Even when Lammers came off, we played a lot better. So, uh, no, Tom Catwell was pretty quiet for me. I thought he was getting uh, him and um, I think it was Lammers. And at times, it was over towards the right-hand side. They were kind of getting in, in, in each other's faces a wee bit. The Rangers players, there was not enough space for Catwell to do what he wanted to do. Every time he was coming out towards the edge of the box. I don't know how many times, guys, that we get the ball on the edge of the box and we don't fucking shoot. It does my nothing. Honestly, it does my head in how we play this, try and play it into the back of the net. So no, I thought I thought the past two games at Catwell, um, sorry, the past game yesterday was not as good as what he had obviously done midweek. But uh, no, um, I thought he was. I thought uh, Catwell was probably not on his finest game. But I've said this before. I think if Catwell's on his on his game, so is Raskin. Don't think Raskin was on his game either as well. But um, I think the positives that we can take from today, guys, is that the mentality has definitely changed. Because see, if we go a goal behind. I've always said this, there is absolutely not a chance when these guys play with 11 men behind the ball that we find teams are very, very hard to break down. And once we scored that penalty, I actually knew that we were going to go on and score that goal, which I've never ever thought before, like before now. I just knew under Clement that we were actually going to go and get that second goal. And uh, yeah, it's just a mentality change for me. I think um, we're beginning to see it. I thought midweek we were under so much pressure in the first half, second half so much better. Today, again, when the subs came on, I thought the subs made a difference. I thought Seema was pretty poor in the second half, mind you, as well. So, look, guys, I think this was always going to be a tough game. You really try to get um, 11 men behind the ball. But credit to the players. I thought um, to get out of this with three points was massive. Because at half time, I couldn't see us scoring a goal. I don't know about you. I thought after, and no wonder half the fans were leaving after 80 minutes. Because they thought, this is it. We're seeing it all over again. But no, I think credit to the manager, credit to the players. Credit to the captain, especially, to get us out of that hole today. And this could be a massive three points, guys. Massive. Um, I think um, this could be a big change in the in the season. I think if we went on to lose that game today or draw it, look, we, we, tomorrow and uh, the rest of the week, it would just be back to the same old Rangers, same old this, same old that. So, no, I thought uh, Cantwell was uh, not at his best today. Scott, just before half time, get a penalty kick. Obviously, um, Tav came up and missed it, but the, the point I want to make is I think it was a definite penalty. I don't think there's any doubt. That, um, I mean, I, I know all these uh, these these 
Celtic supporters, they, they, they love to say, oh, penalty for Rangers, that's why I called the show that. Um, but I think I don't think anybody can complain about this penalty kick. I think it was a definite stonewaller. Aye, 100%. Aye, aye. The two of them were penalties, might add. Fair point to VAR for picking up the second one. Because I just, I, I mean, when it was a stopping player, I was like, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I think it was a corner it came from. I didn't see anything wrong with it in play. But picked up, it's a clear tug in the shirt. Aye, it's, it's two penalties. 100%. 100%. Thank you yeah, for well, beating. Yeah, well, the, the, Davey, see when Tav stepped up, were you confident he was going to score? I don't know, but I, I, I was just, I was not confident that he was going to score. I, I thought, he, he's due to, he, first of all, I thought he's due to miss one, because it's a long time since he has missed one. And I just thought there's so much pressure in this just before half time. Probably going to be the last kick before half time. I just wasn't confident he was going to score this time. No, I was pretty confident that Tav would, uh, would duly oblige. He's, uh, I mean, his track record is, is, is excellent. You know, he's missed a few, but you know, that's, I think that happens to any player. But uh, I what I thought was uh, it showed about a wee, a wee bit uh, hootspot, you know, to come up and take the second one because I think there would have been a, no doubt there was a few people in the stadium were questioning whether he should have. Uh, he should be taking the second one, but he duly dispatched that. So, but got to tip your your hat to tar for that. Yeah. But in terms of uh, Todd Cantwell, I think I mean you saw the the quality of Todd Cantwell for the first penalty, you know, because getting a, that that wee moment of quality steps inside. I know he would have got the shot away, but for being uh, brought down, and you know it was an absolute stonewall penalty. So, uh, I don't think they complain about. I mean, and on the second penalty. First of all, Connor Goldson claimed for the penalty straight away. You know, he said, you know, win the ball because, you know, the, the ball broke out and there was uh, the play continued before eventually Barr steps in and says, you know, we're, we're checking for a penalty. And then when uh, John Beaton walked back on the pitch after having reviewed the video and, and Connor Goldson made a beeline for him and, you know, I don't know exactly what said to him, but it was something along the lines of, I told you so. At the time, because obviously Goldson had uh, had a wee word in his ear when when the incident happened about being uh, being fouled in the box, and uh, Connor just thought he'd make the take the time to make the point as uh, John Beaton walked back on the pitch after reviewing it on the TV screen. So well done, big Connor, and well done Tav for popping it in. And I would say that the the energy inside inside the ground that day, the whole place just lifted. You know, we were. Uh, on a mission by that time, and, and you know, Shona makes a good point. You know, saying with the, the, I wouldn't say that the second goal was inevitable, but it's certainly uh, we were in a far better place once that penalty went in. The end of the crowd just got a whole lifted. The the Rangers players did. John Lundstrom, you know, when uh, after the the penalty went in, made a point when on his way back to the halfway line, went along the touchline in front of the govern stand. I don't know, again, I don't know what he was shouting at him, but it was along the lines of, come on, we're, uh, we're going to have a right good crack at this. So the whole stadium just got away from that. And and, and I know this is one of my uh, hobby horses, Dave, about the, the people leaving early and missing out on that. And, you know, and, and as I said to you just before we came on, I, I shame on me for this, but I, I, I get a wee bit of joy out of people who leave the stadium and miss out on victories like that, 
because they they missed the, the the best bit of the whole day when you know we got the penalty equalizer and then we we the, the whole team was lifted. You could see the energy just surged through them to go get the winner, and we got it. And it was a uh, happy days. And everyone who left from uh, you know prior to probably the 85th minute missed out and all that. And uh, it, it's a crying shame because that that's the moments that you you go and see Rangers for for me is is, is those wee moments when you know we just proved to be stronger than the other guys and and ultimately get the victory. So and Clement made the point at the end, you know, we never give up. So I think that well, I'm hoping that you know that will be true of the players, but I'm also hoping that that will also be true of the support because uh, Christ knows what the players. I, I think that it takes the energy out of them when they all walk out the ground. But you've seen the reaction of the Rangers team today from went from getting that uh, equaliser and the difference that that made to eventually go on and get the winner. So. As, as uh, Philip says, we fight till the end. I loved as well. <laughs> I loved uh, Clement as well, the, the way he was jumping along the line, trying to get the supporters uh, all, all, all joined up. What are you going to say, Shona, when you go? No, just um, another reason why I probably wouldn't sign Shanklin today. Um I heard something that happened within the stands as well. I'm not going to go into it because obviously it's somebody that I know that was involved in it. But, nah. Wouldn't have his family anywhere near Ibrox, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, well it surprised you Stephen that Stephen Naismith didn't agree with the penalty. He uh, he he said that there was a, a player blocked before before the, the Connor Golton was, was was pulled back and that, that should have been a foul. So the goal should never have stood because the player was blocked and Obviously, he went to to the referee after the game, and he said he said to the referee, "Why why did you not give the foul for the player blocked?" The referee said, "Well, I never seen it, and Fab didn't point it out to me." So Stephen Naismith is absolutely human. Showing out, does, does that human does that annoy you? <laughs> no, not really. To be honest with you, I think it actually works the opposite way. I love a good wind up, don't I? So uh, no, I think he's completely and utterly wrong. He's clutching at straws. I think he felt obviously that anything they were they were trying honestly the amount of times they were going down carrying injuries when they weren't even carrying any injuries. So the only good thing about that was they they added on time because that obviously benefited us with the the obviously the VAR decisions and the the substitution as well. But no, look, I love a good wind up. I don't give a give a toots what uh, Stephen A. Smith is saying. He's obviously sitting in seventh place. His job's on the line. I think it's we must be a matter of time before he gets a sack, is it not? I don't know. I, I, I don't like to see managers getting the sack. Um, yeah, especially ex Rangers players. But um, I see the the St Johnson manager. He he fell today on his sword, I believe. So that's uh, that's another manager out out the way. Um, yeah, Dave. Since since Scott's not there, I'll welcome back to you. The the, the Rangers go the Neolio head or face mask. Superb. Do you, do you think he hit, hit, hit it in his head or was it always face mask? Yeah, I mean, we were saying that uh, Lord Shankland was, was a, a good finish, good header, but I think uh, Daniel's was even better than that because uh, he's got more to do. He's got uh, not much of the goal to see. I think, uh, you know, from, from the ball looping over the defender, but 
as Sean has pointed out earlier, what a cross from Tav. You know, I mean, he, he did have a couple of shockers, you know, particularly in the first half, but mm-hmm. I think the corner flag was more in danger than, than their goal. But the, the, the one which uh, he popped onto, Danilo said, superb, and that was it, all the way to the end. Danilo pops it in, place goes tonto, and, uh, you know, Ibrox is, is a happy place, and it was it was good. I think the reception the team got at the end <laughs> was... Uh, was was very encouraging, so I'm hoping that we can, you know, both learn from that. I mean, the support and the team that we can, uh, we need to uh, work hard all the way to the final whistle, and uh, we did that today, and we got our rewards. So, I mean, Rangers by were the better team today by a mile in terms of possession, shots on, you know, attacking play. We we, we just came up against, you know, I mean, at their corners, at our corners, sorry. Every player was inside the box, you know. So that's uh, and, and Rangers at that time. I was counting them. Sometimes four or five players. We've got three or four players in the edge of the box, and all the Hearts players are in the box. So I mean, the, the, there's twice as many players, Hearts players in the box as Rangers players, and, and we pumped the ball into through the air into into the into the that melee, and it's it's. So I, I would say it's unlikely that we're going to be uh, winning the header unless us the ball is really special which ultimately uh, Tav come up with it at the end, you know, as he pinged one in right on Danilo's head. Danilo's finish was superb, and I was delighted. Yeah, some of his passing before that was was absolutely shocking, as you said. But, uh, I mean, I, I couldn't believe when he was named man of the match, to be honest with you. It was it was uh, quite a strange one for me. I don't know where, where I would have gave it to. And I might even have thought John Lundstrom was, was possibly up with a shout for it, because... I think Lundstrom didn't think he was very great in the first half. I thought he, 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 in the first half he played his uh, his old role of just in front of the centre halves and and not doing that much really, but just passing it to the side or passing it to the back. But I thought in the this the second half, I think they've obviously been been given instructions from uh, Clement to get further forward, and I think he went up and actually started playing in in the real midfield, as as I would call it. And I think that made a big difference. He started to drive us forward. Unfortunately, in the midfield, Scott, um, Raskan um, looks like a bad injury he's got. Um, aye, it's <clears throat> speculation just now, though, on it. Is it not a muscle tear or something? Um, which is just another thing to add to the, the, the injury list, really, isn't it? Like, why are we getting all these? Muscle tears. I thought when Bill come back and he got a pre-season with players, one thing Rangers were under Steven Gerrard was fit. And I thought it would have been a similar pre-season that Bill had put them through. But the way you're here coming out, come on. Come on's actually pretty disgusted with the fitness of these players that he's inherited. Um I, I don't I don't think he's chuffed about some of their lifestyles either. How they look after their self apart park in terms of diet and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I there's would we need a guy time to fix it, obviously. But I don't really know what's going on with all these injuries. Is it a, is it a fitness thing or is it just pot luck? I I think it's a fitness thing to be brutally honest. Um, and I think the manager's going to come in and get it fixed. But it's who comes in now for Raskin because we've had Raskin and Lundstrom and they actually seem to they were starting to click. Fair play to John Lundstrom today. That's 
the best game I've seen of him in a Rangers jersey in a long, long time. And they deserved that money match. He was desperate to get out one day. And that's the John Lundstrom I want to see going forward. That one I seen in the Scottish Cup semi-final against Celtic a couple of seasons ago when he took the game base, Scruffy and Eck. He was pulling players back for helping Celtic players up after deck and all that kind of stuff. That's what I want. That's the John Lundstrom I want to see. Not the one that looks as if he's half-arsed and kind of be bothered. So it looks as if he's towing a caravan half the time, but today he was he was definitely my man in match and a really, really good midfielder. Hopefully this will give Sifuentes a wee bit of time to come in. Um and maybe play play in a more familiar midfield role to him instead of just being there to cover Tav going forward. Because quite a quite an awful lot of uh, what I've seen in the day tactics wise, the fullbacks were kind of playing playing mirrors and inverted fullback. You barely ever seen Tav wide right. He's changed who takes the throw-ins, everybody. <laughs> I seen Cantwell taking a throw-in a day, and I was like, oh, thank God. He's thick. That's That was the biggest thing that annoyed me. Um, so I'm not, I'm not so happy about Ben Davies taking corners right enough, which never happened today, thankfully. But uh, aye, there's, there's definitely a lot of feeling for, for optimism going forward. You can actually see uh, what he's trying to do, a style of play, which we couldn't see under Bill. And that automatically gets come on credit in the bank. That's all you want. You just want to see some sort of identity in what we're trying to do. We were going through the middle, we were, we were out wide. There's a lot of variety in my play. We're playing over the top, we're playing through lines. It's so much better just to watch. When, uh, uh, when we, we made the substitution when Rat Raskan went off, uh, Shona. Does it not say something that he brought on Scott Wright instead of Sifuentes? Because it's really Sifuentes' position. It's not really Scott Wright's position. And yeah, do we really need when when Hearts are stuck in their their own penalty area? Really, do we really need a, a player that, that that's fast with not a great deal of, of of control, ball control? Would Sifuentes not have been the the, the obvious choice? But obviously, come on, brought on Wright instead of Sifuentes. <laughs> I think it just tells you about the fitness of Sifuentes coming back from injury. I don't think the manager's willing to risk it, guys. I really don't. I think, honestly, this manager will only play players when they're 100% fit. And it's going to frustrate some fans because I definitely don't think Danilo's going to start on Wednesday and get 90 minutes. I think it'll be a save again. Dessers will start and then, obviously, we'll bring on Danilo. I think that's obviously a good thing. Obviously, obviously it's a bit disappointing about the Raskin injury. But this has to stop, guys. We cannot be picking up all these muscle injuries. These muscle injuries are not down to, like, we're picking them up in training. We're picking them up on the football pitch. It seems to be, for the last year, we're picking up all these all these injuries. And like the manager said about a week ago, he needs to look at, I think he's looked at all the medical records. I think he's, he said he's not a doctor himself. Um, I think he said that on several occasions. He's definitely not a doctor, but it's definitely something that he needs to look at. Was I, um, I thought at that moment in time, actually, we did actually should have put Scott Wright out on the left-hand left hand side. Obviously, he played more through the, the kind of centre, more kind of towards Seema, which I found a bit strange because I thought that um, that game was needed some width. I think that the amount of space that we had down that, that left and right-hand side and we were just not using it at all. Um, I don't think Scott Wright did much when he came on, but I wasn't really surprised about the substitution. I don't think... The manager in that type of game would want to risk Sifuentes and then look at what happened to Raskin today. If we had Sifuentes, maybe come on that pitch, he gets injured, you've got a Raskin, you've got Sifuentes, and then 
you've got another treatment table lying there. And who else do we just start then midweek in midfield if you've not got a midfield to start with? Same with Ryan Jack. Ryan Jack cannot play three games in one week, so he'll have to come in now and again as well, which is just crazy that we're obviously picking up all these players with all these injuries. I think that's just, just the story of our, of our signing so far this season. Every time that we pick up, seem to sign a player, they seem to get injured and they're out for a long term. Look at Tom Lawrence. Tom Lawrence hadn't even had an injury before he even came to Rangers. I think he's missed about a year and a half's worth of football. Um, and then you've got the likes of, obviously, Dowell that was obviously on the bench today. Didn't use him. So I think it's a telling fact that the the, the manager, I'm just trusting in what Clement does. I have to admit, I really am trusting in what he does. It's not the ideal situation. I'm not saying that. It's not ideal having these. Do I think Scott Wright would have started if Danilo and Lawrence and the rest of them were fit? Absolutely not. But I think he's obviously just got to do what he's got at the moment. And unfortunately, we are down to our bare bones with the fitness at the moment. And Scott Wright's 100% fit. So he obviously had to come on. Um, otherwise, it would have been Danilo. Uh, eh, sorry, it would have been Dill or Sifuentes. And uh, yeah, I don't think Clement wants to risk them. I think Clement is trying at the moment to try and get as many players as he can back because he's very limited in options. Davey took off Cantwell and he brought on uh, McCausland. I don't think McCausland had that much say in the game. I don't think he, I, I know, remember he was offside once. Um, I don't really think he had that much input into the game. What do you think? Uh, I thought the boys' contribution was uh, was very good. He uh, lots of energy. He was he was pressing the ball. You know, he's uh, quite tidy in possession. No, I thought uh, McCausland looked looked the part. And I mean, the problem I have with Scott Wright is is that he may be a hundred percent fit, but he's also a hundred percent shit. So <laughs> that, that, that's the reason he would not be on the pitch for me. He's just a a, a waste of time as a as a Rangers player. And I, I would put uh, Dessers and uh, Lammers in that category as well. They they. So, is the manager got Danilo on the bench, not 100% fit? Sifuentes on the bench, not 100% fit? If that's the case, why are they on the bench? And you saw the, the difference mm-hmm. that Danilo came, made when he came on. You There's know, no one else, David. Then, then, we need to, then I would just play the youth players. I mean, but look at McCausland mm-hmm. when he came on, the contribution he made. So, I think if uh, there's Adam Devine is there, so... It's a shame we didn't have Lowry. Lowry was uh, about six rows in front of me in the club deck. He was just uh, he was up there. So I was trying to clock the the badge he had on his his jacket to see to see if it was uh, either ours or theirs. But it wasn't. It was like an, a mountain thing. So whatever brand it was or jacket he had on. But I, I think we we sh- if if they're if they, they, they're going to be uh, on our bench, they should be able to go on the pitch. And and we saw that from Danilo at half time. So he's a uh, Clearly fit enough to play as much of the game as uh, Cyril Dessers did, and, and I would say even more because uh, you know we got we got a bit more out of Danilo than we did uh, Cyril Dessers. So I mean, uh, one of the concerns for me, and, and I think Sean has just pointed out, is that you know there was no no one near Raskin. Raskin, you know, chased the ball down and 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 had the volley which ended up over the bar and then tumbles to the ground. So if he's not even making contact with the opponent and picking up these injuries, there's got to be something fundamentally wrong here. That if he's just in in the in the process of you know exerting himself to, to actually get the ball and picks up an injury, a muscle tear, you know, muscle tears, you know, they can happen. But in terms of uh, without contact of an opponent, 
it's certainly avoidable. That's a fitness and a preparation issue, mostly. Of course it can happen, but it's less likely to happen if the players are properly fit and properly prepared. So just a small concern there about in terms of, I mean, I'm a hope Clemon has picked up on, you know, some uh, question marks over the players' fitness, because that's something which is a, uh, is fixable, not, not in the, you know, overnight, but certainly over uh, the next few weeks and maybe not, not, not really even, even the next few weeks while we're, we're playing, you know, midweek weekend, midweek weekend as, as we are at the mm-hmm. moment, we will be all the way through November. And, and hopefully, if we get to the League Cup final, then you know that that will continue all, probably all the way to the January break. So uh, maybe that that will be the time. But we need uh, some players back. You know, hopefully, you know that there'll be uh, Tom Lawrence and Dowell will be able to make a contribution and Sifuentes in terms of midfield. I don't think Raskin was that good today, anyway. So not not that I would want the guy injured. Of course, I wouldn't because. Uh, he does have his moments, but it wasn't, you know, an outstanding contribution. But in terms of John Lundstrom, I think uh, what Lundstrom did bring today was, uh, you know, I think, you know, confidence has been low with John Lundstrom for a wee while. But he certainly got a few things off his chest with his with his uh, touchline rant at the Govan stand. You know, as he was genius all up, he, uh, he was given it... Uh, it was giving them pelters, but you know, in terms of you know, just let's say uh, we're in this together, let's go finish it, and we did. And so, fair play, it was a it was an excellent finish to the game. I mean, you know, in terms of uh, just how we managed to lift ourselves, the crowd lifted the players, then the players. Well, I think the players lifted the crowd, then the crowd lifted the players. So it, it was that kind of uh, synergy that we managed to, and, and we ultimately we got the win. So it was that was good to see. Yeah, well, once the once the obviously the the penalty went in, this, there was a, just a completely different noise on the television. Anyway, obviously I'm not at the game, so I don't I only hear what's on the on the television. But there was a completely different noise. One thing that sort of a, what Lamont said about Danilo was that he wasn't fit really fit before um, getting the injury, and Danilo done a full. Pre-season with Feyenoord, and he was playing with Feyenoord mm. all the time. So I mean, he's only really missed about two weeks of of training, and then the whole of the, the since his injury, I would say. And mm. they, well, Dessers, mm. Dessers again have a pre-season anywhere. So I would say that that Daniel, you really should be fitter than 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 Dessers at the moment. And yeah, I don't. I think I think for the next game, Scott, he's got to play Daniel. You first. He's got to start surely. Yes. Ah, yeah, he's got it. But Dessers is going to start on Wednesday because he wants players that are hundred percent fit. Danilo didn't play for fire or they played in pre-season. I granted, but since he since the league campaign started with us, he's been very bit part. Remember, Bill never used him for like three games in the trot or something. We're all wondering. What's going on with this guy? And then he does start and he picks up the facial injury. So he's he's at a he's at a stop start to the season. Um and I think Clement's going with the players who have got who have who are fit. And I think that means we're going to need to see Lammers and Dessers again on Wednesday night, because he's building up these other players to come in. Um <clears throat> after he's assessed them, or he, as we say, he's still in his observation period as well, but to me, an observation period would be 
starting different players and trying to find a bit more rhythm. Um, because we've not got any rhythm up front just now. It's just not working with Lammers and Dessers there. I mean, that's three matches now we've seen it and it's just not really... Hibs was passable for Dessers. That was really a bit hit. Um, <coughs> I would like to see him play McCausland in for starting Wednesday. I'm just... I'm a... Um, I'm going on a bit as a young boy constantly, but I feel as if McCausland probably is fit and I feel as if he could come in for Lammersland. Wednesday night, an offer there to the team than Sam Lammers. Um, and Daniel as well, when he's fit, will start. I think you'll, you'll see him starting every game because come on, can he be, be liking what he sees for Dessers? Or he's trying to get the best out of him. He's trying to get him playing because he does know that he can that he can play football. But I don't really know how he's going to do that, if I'm being brutally honest with you. Maybe he's a two. I've not seen him use a two yet, so I don't know. No, I don't think he's very uh, very keen to play a two up front mm. for some reason, but um <clears throat> McCoslin would certainly give us some some wind, uh Shona. And Seema, I seen somebody in the comments earlier on saying he just looked knackered today. Mm. What did you think of Seema? I don't know if it was knackered, I just feel as if to be honest with you, across the floor, the front three, the first touch, the second touch was really, really poor. I don't even think he got the distribution that he really wanted. I think even then, with the amount of times that him and Redfan were getting down that side and nothing was happening from it, I just think it was, it was very poor from the, the two of them. But look, it's, look at the end of the day, Seema's probably been, I would say, apart from Butland, our second best player that we've had all season. I think um, John Lundstrom's definitely coming into that category. I think the last six games that John Lundstrom's had, I think he's really, really stepped up. I think he stepped up and I've probably been the best midfielder that we've had. So, no, I think um, for me, I actually quite like McCausley, guys. I thought he whipped in. A, he, he likes to whip in a good ball. And the yeah, problem was, it was going right across the face, right across the face of goal and there was nobody there. That's definitely, obviously, a point where we need to look at improving on. The amount of times, it was at one point I saw, and I think it was Dessers and Lammers, and somebody put the ball, I can't even know if it was McCausley, or somebody put the ball right through the middle of the box. There was nobody in the bloody middle of the box. What are these guys doing? They're bloody strikers. They should be in the middle of the box. So, no, for me, I think, um, for me, I thought McCausland did okay when he came on. I thought um, I thought he played better than, than, than Lammers and Dessers. I think what he did, he brought more to the team. But, no, I think overall, I think uh, today, guys, I just think that the three points is massive. Really do think this is a massive turning point. This could be huge for our league. Um, I think if we were to lose those points today, you can think that the league is definitely over. Um, I think now, guys, I think the momentum's with us. I don't know about you, but I think um, what I've heard from about Celtic, I've said this to, I can't even remember who I mentioned it to, I might have been Scotty, but uh, I said that yesterday I think that Celtic were going to draw a game. I think as well, they're playing St Mirren midweek. That's not an easy game. They're on a running streak at the moment. I think they scored four goals yesterday, St Mirren. And I've always said this, I think when Celtic come back from a game in Europe, I think they're absolutely terrible. And I think that's when the teams need to be picking up these points against them. Um, but no, I thought overall, I thought um, that... Uh, Sorry, what was your, the question was to do with the... Did you ask, you ask me about... Over, over, over the wide players and whether the, whether you thought uh, Seema was knackered today. So one of the, there yeah. was a comment, somebody said he was knackered. No, I thought... You know, the, the one person I thought that was knackered was Cantwell. I thought he was absolutely blowing a gasket. Um, he was probably more knackered than I thought Seema was. But unfortunately, guys, 
Seema's going to have to play 90 minutes every single game at the moment because he's the only option that we've got out wide and he's the only one that's scoring his goals, apart from Tavernier. Yeah, see, when, when, when you when you see the teams that sort of a loss, Celtic lost, no, we, we were quite close today to, to lose, thankfully we turned it around. Um, Feyenoord lost today. All teams that are playing in Europe lost. David, Europe does take a lot out of you, I think, doesn't it? Yeah, well, Celtic drew. They didn't lose. So, oh, yeah. uh, it does, but I mean, I mean, you hear these stories all the time. So, they, they want to train. We don't like training. We'd rather play games. So, you would have thought that playing it, you know, it does take a bit out of you. But, you know, you've got 72 hours to recover and, and you should be back out there uh, ready to go. I, I really, uh, we've got a big enough squad that we should be, uh, you know, well, Philip Clement's just in the door. So, I think it's, Scott's mentioned earlier, maybe he's just in the, the observation phases, is kind of negating more changes in the team, you know, in terms of uh, rotating the squad, you know, between Europe and league, domestic league games. So uh, maybe we're just kind of in between those kind of moments. So I, I, really, I don't have much sympathy for professional football players uh, who complain about, you know, playing a European game on a Thursday night and then you can't play on the Sunday afternoon. Uh, I mean, really, that that's uh, I, I don't really get it to be honest, because they should be well capable of that, you know. And obviously, niggly injuries. If you're playing someone who's not 100% fit, or on occasions, you know, the player doesn't declare himself, you know, with, a, with a, some sort of injury problem. And and as far as the manager knows, he's not 100% fit, and, and we we see a a poorer performance as a result of that. You know, all things are possible, I guess. But I, I would hope that Rangers are not, you know, because the other side of that is that, you know, someone's out for an injury and then they come back in and then they'll say, oh, but he's no ma match fit. Say, well, surely the only way to get match fit is play matches. So the, the match fitness should be at its peak while we're playing, you know, weekend, midweek, weekend, midweek. And uh, we should have enough of a squad to cope with that. So... No, I, I don't really uh, get the this the European tie hangover thing. That I think that's in people's head. It should be a physical thing. Just just to come in oh. there, there's a really good comment there from is it Teddy Bears come on? He's only been in two weeks and he's already taken two points off of them already. So guys, look, we just need to keep building this winning mentality, keep going forward, build that confidence. And uh, look if we can win every game, which is going to be very tough, guys, I know it's going to be really tough. If we can win every game going into that next old firm game, I've got every confidence going into that old firm game if we are building that same money mentality, same confidence. If we're going against teams like Hearts, sitting with a living room behind the ball, and we're still coming out there with three points, I'm telling you now, guys, under Beal, we would have never got those three points. We would have never got those three points today. And I think today is a very, very good starting point because even though we weren't good, we still won the game. And that's about how many times have we been saying over the past that we've been dropping all these points. Celtic are doing exactly the same across the city, not playing well. But what do they do? They end up winning and they get the game and they get the three points. It's about time that we start doing this now. So I'm hoping yeah. that now that today is the starting point where Clement turns around and says to these guys, look, you can do it, guys. You, you, you've shown today you can do it, even after a European night, which no offence, that was a really, really tough game midweek. Must have taken it right out of those players as well. And we've been able to go on and win that game. I think it's a massive, huge three yeah. points today, guys. I really, really do. Yeah, yeah I, th I, think I really do. Because I think it's, it's important that the the players, 
you know, see that, you know, the endeavour, you know, all the way to the end today ultimately ground out a result. And it's important. I think it's, and that can be a, a habit that, that, that teams acquire where they know that they, they, they can just keep burst their arse all the way to the final whistle, you know, and, and ultimately, you know, they, they will they will get the rewards. And, and we saw that today. And I think, you know, as I said earlier, you know, between the, the crowd lifting the players and the players lifting the crowd, it's important that we uh, we go into these these games knowing that, you know, we're 1-0 down 10 minutes to go. All is not lost. We can do this. And uh, the, the, the support stick with the team and the team give everything that we can. <coughs> we saw that reaction from the players, you know, when, you know, we saw, we saw Lundstrom at the crowd. We saw Connor, Connor Goldson. There was uh, uh, Yilmaz was, was, you know, in the corner. Gene up the the Copeland as well. So I mean, you saw from the players that they were absolutely desperate to do this, and I think the uh, between the the support get you know taking the, the the decibels up several notches, you know, in in, in the injury time, we managed to uh, just produce that and get that result because Hearts were very much in the back foot at that point. They knew it. It was an onslaught at that time, and we we ultimately got the reward. So. I'm hoping we can pick up that habit, knowing that we fight all the way to the end. We stick together. We can do it. I would love to know, David. I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys or anybody in the comments. I'd love to know when we've been one nil behind and we've managed to go into winning a game in the ninetieth and the ninety-third minute, because that just doesn't happen under Rangers at all. It really doesn't. I can't remember the last time we scored. Aberdeen. In a, in, Aberdeen. We won. It's got our field double, yeah. Both in both an injury time. When was that though? When was that? Last season. Last season. Last season. Yeah. So we're talking. We're talking now. We're talking what over a year ago, probably. Nearly a year yeah. is that when when that happened. So yeah. So that just shows you that I mean like within a year, and then obviously just come on. It's only in the doors two weeks, but he's already building that as you said, David, to keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, and it will work out for you. None of this. Like I don't know about you and the guys in the past, but I feel as if like when we've We've been one nil down. We crumble. We totally and utterly crumble. We don't know what to do with ourselves. But I felt as if today, like David said, we kept on going for it. Like the guys are saying in the comments, absolutely no surrender. And we showed that today. And the fans, I, I don't know about you, but the fans after that goal went in after Tav was unbelievable. The crowd, honestly, that the Ibrox was absolutely bouncing when Tav scored that penalty. And I think that really, really drove the players on as well. So I think it was like you said, the David, the, the the fans, the players getting the crowd up, us going to go ahead, it really did build that momentum, that winning mentality, what I've been saying before. We really need to keep building on this, guys. We really need to keep building on it. Scott, I know you were on the, the, the musket train instead of the instead of the come on train. Now, I, I, I remember Gio from Bronckhurst at Feyenoord. And he was just a, 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 a his wee Columbo jacket on, I always call it. And he just looked, when, when Feyenoord went behind at that time, he just looked like a, a lost man. And it was the exact same when, when, he, when he was manager of Rangers. When, when things were going wrong, he just looked like he hadn't a clue. And then you've got the, the Beal, we had the sort of a same. They just looked like wee sort of a scrawny <coughs> men. When you look at Clement, I see, I see far more Walter Smith type, a, a Graham Souness type. Do you not agree? Ah, he's got an aura. He's got an aura about him. So did Stephen Gerald. Gerald had that aura about him as well. That kind of commands a respect to the dressing room as soon as he walks in. 
And I, that's, that's all well and good. If we didn't get that result today, though, his substitutions would have come into question. 100%. I thought his subs were bizarre at times. Um, I mean, bringing on Scott Wright for Raskin first just completely baffled me. Just completely and utterly baffled me. I don't know how many more chances this boy's going to get because he's not Ranger standard that David picked up on at the beginning of the pod. He shouldn't be anywhere near a squad in my eyes. Um, the manager does carry himself well. But Shona was speaking about about the kind of the club seems to be coming back together. If I can kind of sum up what she said in terms of fans and players are building a wee bit of a relationship back up. That's the synergy come on, keeps talking about. Um, I do, I've got no doubt we've got the right guy in charge. We've got the right guy in charge. But if we didn't, um, if we didn't win that game today, I think some some questions would have been asked about his substitutions. But we did, we won, won the game. We got three points. We closed the gap. Happy days. I think he was just looking for speed when we were bringing on right. That's the that, that's the thing. I think he he, he hoped that uh, a bit of pace because that's where obviously Desers and and uh, Lammers don't bring that pace to to the team. Davy ref report. Cheat. Where you go? No, David. You know you said there is Tav losing a bit of pace. I'm telling you now. You've seen that 95th, sixth minute when he made that that run and got the ball and got the free kick. Wow, 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 wow. He must have been about two or three yards behind the guy and still managed to get it. So he might have lost a two or three yards of pace, but i tell you something, he can still manage to get the ball in the 95th minute and get us a free kick. Wow. Oh, that's that, that's that's for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not a Tav hater. I, I think Tav's been a great servant to the club, and I still think there's not many can, can cross a ball like he can. I'm, I'm getting a wee bit fed up with his free kicks, I must admit. They, they don't seem to make anywhere near the goal these days. Anyway, Dave, I was going to ask you on a referee report, cheating, beating, what did you think of his overall performance? Man, uh, well, I think there was uh, some bookings early. I think he booked one of them early doors, didn't he? And, uh, can I say, I thought he was in terms of... I think uh, he did. Can I, can I just stop you there, Dave? Can I just... The, the foul on Cantwell, surely a, a, a yellow card all, all day yeah, long. The guy he even injured himself. Is that the for the penalty instant? Yeah, that was questioned. You know where I was in, in, in the club deck. But why was uh, the Hearts player not booked? Yeah, so no, I don't really understand that. No, it was an incident before that. You get you get clogged in the middle of the field as well. Um, and I, the, the player the player injured himself, I think, and had to go off a few minutes later. Yeah, but in terms of you know, I mean, I know standards are pretty low here in terms of John beating. So. I would say that, you know, from the absolute horror story performances I've seen him, you know, bring to Ibrox in the past, today was uh, one of his more acceptable efforts, I would say. So, no, I think, uh, but I, I did, as I said earlier, smile when Connor Goldson sought him out after he'd reviewed the incident to tell him, I, I give him a I told you so speech, that he had been fouled in the box. You know, for the for the second penalty, which uh, got his got his back on terms, and then uh, you know lifted the whole stadium <clears throat> just uh, went on to at that point, and we were just going to uh, they were getting ragdolled at that time, and Hearts, you know, were uh, cowering away from us. Though just such was the energy and and the ground, you know, and the players, you know, had obviously been fired up. So 
No, but uh, no, beating that, I didn't think it had his worst game ever. So, and, you know, we did get a couple of penalties. So when I see him at the lodge meeting, you know, during the week, I thank him for the two penalties. <laughs> so Wednesday night, I've heard you mentioning it a few times. What 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 do you think will the set will be? I'm going to have a terrible thing to admit here. I don't even know who we're playing on Wednesday night. <laughs> we're waiting on Dundee. 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 What do you think hard. to start? That's going to be a hard match. Really, they're a sticky side this season, Dundee. Really, really sticky side. Um, but we've got enough about us to get a job done. But I think it's going to be a kind of similar lineup. Right. Uh, obviously, somebody coming in for Raskin. That's maybe Ryan Jack will come in for Raskin. Um, I, we've got enough about us to get a job done to beat Dundee. But I think it's going to be a closing. But we will get three points. I mean, in, a, in a, the real world, if Sifuentes is all that he was made, he's made out to be, it should be Sifuentes that comes in in that position, surely. Jonah? Oh, you go, Scott. He's just back for international duty, and I think he picked up a knock while he was away with him, didn't he? Yeah, that's that, that, that he did that. But, I mean, when you're, when you're on the bench, surely you're fit enough to play, or you should be on the bench, is the way I look at it. But... Anyway, I think we're just, sure, we're very, very limited. Sorry, David, I just think we're very, very limited options and who's fit enough because obviously the B team need to put out a B team. Uh, we can't be relying on all these guys just coming putting players like Adam Lyle and obviously the likes of Robbie Fraser on the, just on the bench just for the sake of it. I think what you need to do is you need to get these first team players in, in, the, in the team and if you have to play five or ten minutes or 15, 20 minutes, I think it's better than nothing. I, I really do. I, do, I just think that... Um, the, the manager is not going to play these players unless they're 100% fit. And I'd much rather that than Sifuentes came on and then got injured. And then we've got Raskin and then we've got Sifuentes out. I think we just need to play the safer option at the moment, guys, until we get these players back. And unfortunately, the safer options are going to have to be Dessers and the likes of probably Jack coming into midfield. I just do. I think it's not ideal. It's definitely not ideal. I'm not saying that. It's, it's, it's not who I want to start. But at the moment, in this moment in time, guys, we've got a really, really busy schedule coming up between now and the end of Christmas with the likes of Europe and all that in between. I don't think we can afford to get any other players injured at this moment in time. So, look, I think, like uh, Scott said, I think um, exactly what he said, I think it'll be Jack that'll come in. I wonder, I wonder if John Suter will get a game because I think Davis has now played a few games, so has Goldson in a few games in a row, whether he'll want to give one of them a rest. But I actually think... Um, Midweek, I think it's going to be an absolute canter. Uh, I know that Scott says there they'll probably put 11, like, every team's going to put 11 men behind or 10 men behind the ball. That's just the way it is. It's how we break them down. And if Clermont can find a way to break the, this team down, which I think he will, I think it should be quite an easy one for us in midweek. Dundee are not a very good team at all. Um, so, no, not for me. I know uh, Scott would make my want to, none of it would like to agree to disagree with each other sometimes, Scott, but like, um, no, not for me. I think it should be a bit of a canter midweek. If we can't beat Dundee or struggling to beat Dundee, who are pretty much, well, no offence, have been a championship side for the past three or four years, then we are in serious trouble. But look, no, in on, we trust. The only, the only reason I say is it's going to be a tough match is because Dundee under Tony Doherty are a right sticky opponent this season. They're fifth in the league and they've picked up 11 points. So I really can't see it, especially with we all know who Tony Daughter supports. 
it's not going to be an easy match, I don't think. But we should, you're right, 100%. We should be going steamrolling these teams. But I don't think we're at that stage yet under come on where we are going to just, everything's going to click and we're going to come out and we're going to hammer teams because we're squad, we're, we're squads not fit. What I did see on Rangers reviewers, Chris Jacks just broke that uh, Tom Lawrence is back in training tomorrow. I know he, we're not going to see him on Wednesday. I know that. But I cannot wait to see him and Cantwell together on the one team. That's going to be worth a watching. That's going to be immense. Well, Dowell was back, was, was on the bench today as well, so he might get a a, a, a showing. He won't be, I don't doubt he won't start, that's for sure. No, Dave, um, I'm, I'm through virtually everything. We're well over an hour now. If you want to say your goodbyes and give me a score for Wednesday night then against Dundee. Uh, Dave, I think... Uh, Regarding Wednesday, I think if we show the, the energy and commitment that we did for the last uh, 15 minutes today, we will be fine. We will do uh, Dundee will be taken care of. Because obviously when Rangers roll into town, Dundee think, yippee, today is our cup final. Roll up the <laughs> sleeve and we'll breathe fire on the tunnel and all that. And we just have to match that, just as we did today. You know, and, and with, with, with passion and energy and commitment, you know, we got the job done. And I'm sure we can do the same on Wednesday. So, no dropping. And uh, I, I think we, we should be 2-0 uh, winners, comfortably. Okay, fine with that. Scott? 1-0. Yeah, one 1-0 one Rangers. 1-0 Rangers. Danny will get it coming off the bench. <laughs> oh, well, that's a, that's a pretty conservative... I'm, I'm only, uh, only kind of saying this because I've just... I've got no... Faith in Dessers and Lammers to make any sort of impact on us on this team. And they're, they're going to start. They're going to start because it's just the way managers going forward to it. And that's fine because we're picking up points. But as as soon as something bad happens, the pressure's it's going to turn and the pressure's going to be on. Like why well, why is the questions will get us, why is the why is uh, Dessers and Lammers starting every week? When they could have clearly not got it. They've clearly not got it, but I think it's going to be a tight one 0 one. Shona, you want to say your goodbyes and give us a, a what you think your prediction for Wednesday night? Yeah, thanks everyone else for watching. Thanks for all the comments, guys. Really, really appreciate it. Glad we got the three points today. I don't know if we, just quickly, obviously, just before we go, I don't know what you guys think, but I feel as if the last three games I've watched with Clement, now I know that we've had times in the game where obviously the, uh, we're under the cosh midweek in the first half, but what I have noticed is that we're actually playing for a full 90 minutes. Remember the times that we were having spells under Beal? There was a time or points in the game. We were only playing like 15 minutes here, played really well, 15 minutes towards the end of the game. I feel as if we're getting that bit more consistent, that energy, that consistency. Like, like Scott said, that kind of synergy in the middle of the park and the up front and, and in defence. I feel as if that we're playing much more as a 90 minutes team than just playing better in one half or the next half or 15 minutes here and there. So I feel as if that's the biggest improvement that I've seen within the team, that we're, we keep going, we keep going, we keep going. Um, I don't know what the guys in the comments think about that, but for me, it'll be 3-0 to Rangers midweek, and the first goal scorer is going to be Dessers. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, the, the one thing just, just that... The that's sort of a... Just the wind's going up. I know. One thing that, that's made me a wee bit happy as well is that the, the goal difference is coming well down as well. Because at one time, 
they were well quite well in front of us, but it's down to four four goals now, which which is, is we, we can cover that in one game. So I'm I'm happy with that. Wednesday night, no, I'm going I'm going to go with four 0 I think Rangers uh, against a Dundee team, which we should be we should be having putting them to bed. Anyway, I am going to finish off now, and I'm going to say thanks for listening. We are the people. No surrender. <laughs>